What's on the agenda for the newly appointed president of the ISSA? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm privileged today to be speaking with Kevin Richards, who's just been appointed to replace Howard Schmidt as president of the ISSA. Kevin, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Just to get us started here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your roles, both with the ISSA and, uh, and elsewhere? Okay, well, the uh, the ISSA, as you, you mentioned, I'm, I'm the new ISSA international president. Uh, I've been in the information security and information risk management space for 18 years, going on 19 years, uh, working for a lot of organizations in, a, in, in an advisory capacity to help develop security frameworks and, and uh, information risk management approaches on how to better protect the organization. So w- within my role with the ISSA, I- I'm fortunate to, to, as you mentioned, step in uh, for Howard as he uh, ascended to the, the, the White House. And uh, in that capacity, I'll be uh, the chairman of the board of directors, uh, as well as being the, the, the lead uh, executive over the, the ISSA international organizations provide guidance to our management company and the operational components uh, of the ISSA. Uh, that's my volunteer job. My day job uh, is I'm, I'm within the, the risk advisory practice for Crow Horwath, and uh, I'm a leader in our security and privacy team, which includes things like well, security, privacy, business continuity, and information risk management. Very good. Hey, Kevin, for those that don't know enough about the ISSA, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the organization. Sure. The ISSA is a great organization. It's the world-leading information security professional association. So our goal is to really create a global trusted community for security professionals to network, collaborate, to provide education and knowledge sharing to really help our members meet their their goals within the organization to protect their environments and, and, and really promote leading practices within information security. We've got 10,000 members around the world. Uh, we have a, a wonderful, strong chapter organization. We've got 141 chapters in 38 countries. Now, Kevin, you mentioned the immediate challenge, which is replacing Howard Schmidt. Give us a sense of you know the scope of that job and, and what that means to you and to the organization. Sure, and it's funny. I've been asked this a few times. How do you replace Howard Schmidt? I don't know if you really replace Howard. He's he's been a luminary in our field for for so many years. It's a little bit of kind of basking in in the light of of what he's been able to to accomplish. So I think replacing is going to be tough because of of, of what he's done and where he's been. Uh, from an operational perspective, he's he's been great over the last three years that I've been serving as the vice president of the ISSA. He's he's been generous with his time to give me insights on on the operational facets of the ISSA and the things that make it tick and how it needs to run. Uh, outwardly facing, I think, is probably the the biggest challenge because Howard was tireless in his travels. He would travel 300 days a year, and and had the opportunity to meet. ISSA members and security professionals around the world, and uh, one of the areas that I need to work to be able to fill in is how do, how do I get that same or as close to same level of access as possible? My my uh, my global travel budget I don't think was as big as his was, 
from his his private practice or his day job uh, prior to going to the White House. So I think that's probably going to be the biggest challenge is being able to be in, in as many different countries around the world the, the way he did. But fortunately, he's he's uh, he, he's going to be carrying a little bit of a banner even at the White House. He's he's uh, committed to helping out and making sure that that the ISSA gets uh, gets good visibility within the U.S. And uh, whenever possible, he's still going to be able to to promote the values of what the ISSA is still a very special organization. So that's good. Kevin, give us a sense what the top agenda items are for the organization this year. Okay, so so 2010 as as we enter into this new this new decade, uh, the first and foremost, we need to continue to highlight the a lot of the great things we already have in place. As I mentioned, we have a. a, a Phenomenal global chapter organization. With with these 141 chapters, we we have the ability to, at a very local, personal level, deliver world class content for for knowledge sharing and education. I think we need to continue to to support, promote, and grow that chapter organization. We we recently launched uh, a captive portal environment called ISSA Connect. Which is still in its fledgling stages. It's it's been live for a couple months, and we're starting to get some great content. We're seeing a, uh, some great collaboration amongst our members there. So we're going to continue to to promote that to enhance the the capabilities and really support our membership and our chapters worldwide. We have a a, a world class CISO executive forum where where we bring in leaders of, of many organizations on a quarterly basis, an in-person day-and-a-half to two-day-long seminar workshop-type events where they, they can talk about current trends, current events, new challenges, and, and we've had a great response in the U.S., and we want to continue to grow that group. Uh, we, we have our, our, our the rest of our 10,000 members where we, we are continually looking for ways to provide new values. I think that we, we are not, we're going to continue focusing on the, the training and knowledge sharing and, and personal advancement uh, of all of our members, but we're, we're continually looking for new areas to, uh, to provide value to them. Beyond the things that we're already doing, we, we have some, some pretty lofty initiatives to, to move forward on. We have our magazine called the, the ISSA Journal which uh, we recently recently moved into a, a, a more digital format, and we're trying to find new ways to expand that digital footprint, whether it's on our ISSA Connect environment, looking at ways to make it really effective and efficient on the, the various e-book readers, whether it's the Sony, the Kindle, the, the pick, your, pick Your Flavor. Uh, this year, we're reinstituting an annual conference. It's going to be in September based in Atlanta. We're going to have... A, a traditional uh, conference knowledge event. We're going to bring together our chapter officers and a global chapter officer congress and uh, work it together with our CISO forum. So I think that's going to be a great, great event in September. Uh, we, we we have a, a, a great membership now. We, we need to continue to find new areas to grow. We have some opportunity internationally that that we want to consider as we, we look for new audiences that are either entering into the information security space or maybe didn't have a great exposure to the ISSA. And so we're, we're, we have a, a pretty focused effort over the course of a year to, 
to continue to, to look for those audiences and show them our, our value proposition. And, and hopefully if we can do a good job, they'll, they'll want to join our, our community. Kevin, I'm going to ask you to draw from your, your day job a bit as well and give us a sense of what you see as the top information security threats today. It's a, it's a, a crazy landscape out there. And, and when you look at it, I think that there are, there are a few kind of fundamental areas that organizations are struggling with and, and, and really need to come up with a good, a, a good answer for. Uh, the, the first one I would, I would call information risk, and, and, I, and I have a few components within that. The first is understanding what information, what data do, do I have as an organization? Uh, is, it, is it privacy data? Is, is there some kind of regulatory impact to that data? Is it intellectual property? The things that the, the the bits of information that I have that I need to protect. Do I know where it lives? Is it on file servers? Is it on laptops? Is it a, is it in motion? Whether it's being transmitted via email or sitting on a a jump drive or or some other mobile device, a phone. So is it is it moving? And then how am I protecting it? I think organizations are struggling with getting that uh, that inventory of what is it I have, where is it, how am I protecting it. And what is the impact of the organization if it gets lost? And because of that, we, we, we've had a, a challenge in really getting an understanding for what's my real exposure here. Uh, so I think organizations are struggling getting their arms around that. Uh, as I mentioned, we, we've, we've got this explosion of mobile technologies, whether it's smartphones, whether it's, it's jump drives, well, it, defining the endpoint is the endpoint part of the cloud is the endpoint the laptop and getting their arms around what is it I'm trying to protect the days of having a a set perimeter that I could I could build a wall I could build a, a moat I could build another castle with a larger wall with larger defenses that's that's been gone for years and uh, with the the explosive technologies uh, I think that Organizations are really having having challenges trying to to define that endpoint and, and define a security strategy that enables the business but allows them to meet their security and risk management uh, objectives. So I think that's still an area that that is a big big threat area and the trend that we're seeing organizations try to get their arms around. Uh, I think internally. One of the areas that is, is a, a big challenge, it, it's, it leads to really decision support, which is how do I bridge the gap between my traditional information security infrastructure and the organizational enterprise risk management framework so that I can explain to the business, here are my exposures, both technical, process, uh, and getting management's understanding and buy-in and commitment to get the appropriate funding to build those protectionary controls in place. So the threat is sometimes the lack of understanding from an executive level as to what my real exposures are. And, and I think there's a big area for the profession to bridge that gap so that that things are being protected in a way that, that best supports the business's uh, risk objectives. Kevin, that's well said. I want to take it in another direction now. You know, we've heard a lot in the past year from government, certainly about cybersecurity, and then opportunities in healthcare with with HIPAA and the High Tech Act. 
Where do you see some of the best opportunities today for information security professionals? The, there, the, the recession and the economy aside, there's a, a huge push and a huge need for, for information security people. Uh, I, I think you mentioned, you mentioned uh, healthcare with, with the HIPAA high-tech, high-tech excuse me, uh, provisions uh, in the Recovery Act. Uh, organizations are having to get their arms around, do I have the appropriate uh, technical and administrative controls in place to protect protected healthcare information? And, and healthcare organizations are, are struggling with that. The expansion of, of that law to cover business associates is, is creating a, a market of people that didn't necessarily have to have as stringent, stringent of controls in place they're trying to get their arms around what where's the data that I need to protect, how am I protecting it, and in the other formative piece, will it pass an audit? And, and so I think that from a, for security professionals, there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, there's there's continuing opportunity in in really every industry. Uh, financial services, which tends to lead uh, the the industries from an information security perspective. Those you know, the banks are starting to, to focus again on on how do we grow the business and how do we protect the business and we're seeing a, a very strong commitment to to information security within the financial services space. Even areas that are are non traditional from an information security perspective, the utilities and energy space. Uh, there's a a recent requirement uh, called C, uh, CIP or CIP, or Critical Informa uh, Infrastructure Protection, or the standards for all the uh, electricity grid on cybersecurity and what needs to be protected if they have uh, critical infrastructure components for our electrical grid, and that's being extended uh, to the uh, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, and so we're seeing a, a push in those spaces. We're even seeing areas within transportation for the railways, for example, we're seeing that a lot of the switching signals are happening from centralized points and being spread over a wireless network to the various tracks, the railroad tracks around the world. And they're asking, well, could someone intercept this command and change the, the switching signals so that trains are going into the wrong tracks? And so we're seeing, we're seeing across industry uh, a heightened awareness that this is not only important, it's critical. It's critical for business success. It's critical from uh, an industry perspective. And, and it, it's not just great for the bottom line. It's great from a, a nationalistic uh, infrastructure protection uh, perspective as well. Kevin, one last question for you. You certainly have been in the profession for a long time. Now you've seen it evolve. If you were to boil it down, what advice would you give to somebody entering the information security profession today? Mm, that's a great question. So, so if someone was coming into the profession today, uh, I would say first, you need to understand that information security is both a technical challenge as well as a business challenge, and that you have to be able to to be able to live in both worlds to to be very very successful. From a technical side, you need to understand the fundamentals of of how things work. Uh, when when I started, 
in the security space, I, I grew out of a network management component, and we were looking at packets and and how a packet traversed the network and how a packet interacted with applications. And it was very uh, comforting to know that the wire never lies. If I saw different kinds of attacks across the wire, there were characteristics that I knew. If, if certain things were in a certain way, that was an attack. It was very simple. Uh, and understanding the fundamentals of how a packet worked, I could understand how that impacted networking devices, and I can understand how that would impact an application space. So from, from a, a bottom-up perspective or a technology-up perspective, that's an important area for new security professionals to understand how do things work, how do things tick, and more importantly, how would someone try to manipulate these in ways you didn't expect. Now, the challenge, and I think this is the challenge moving forward for our profession as well, is why should I care if I'm, if I'm an executive? What's the impact to my business? What processes are going to be impacted by that attack? So the concept of saying there's this technical flaw, whether it's SQL injection or cross-site scripting or buffer overflow, okay, that, those are all great technical speak things, but how does that impact my transaction processing? How does that impact my manufacturing? How does that impact my yield management? And let's, let's talk about this in a way that I can make a business decision as to why this is relevant, why this is important, and, and help me to determine how much do I need to invest to protect that. Uh, I think that's an area that most information security people have had challenges with is, is converting that technical component into a business relevant uh, area or opportunity. So, so what I would tell that that professional is understand how the watch works as well as be able to tell time and be able to tell the business why time to market matters. Uh, and and if you can if you can bridge those those three you're going to be a, a wonderfully successful information security professional. And not to say that you're not in those specific areas, but I think that's where the value will be uh, long-term within an organization. Kevin, that's very well said, and I appreciate your time and your insight today. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. We've been talking with Kevin Richards, the newly appointed president of the ISSA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.